Hello and welcome to Mommying, Surviving, and Thriving, a podcast for women that believe in living their best life while working and raising a family at the same time. We discuss how to live a happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving life while balancing the demands of being a woman, mom, and all-around superwoman. We're here to inspire you with a new perspective and to also create a community of supportive women in the process. Let's dive in. Hello, ladies, and welcome to this episode of Mommying, Surviving, and Thriving. Today, we are discussing defining motherhood on your own terms. And I know as mothers, and I should say as just as women, because advice about parenting becomes uh, really starts before we have children. I know it did for me, so I'm sure it did for all of you guys. Um, we get all this advice about, about how to parent, what's considered right, what's considered wrong, do this, do that. Um, so today we have with us Chelsea from the Weird Mom podcast to help us with this discussion, because I think it's a very important discussion, especially for really moms who are having a tough time, whether they're knowing Am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? The Weird Mom podcast is a podcast that discusses the day-to-day nuances of motherhood and all the things we want to say but are afraid to say. So we are definitely happy to have Chelsea with us. Welcome, Chelsea. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you for being with us. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your history and, and what made you start your podcast. Okay, so um, like Myla said, my name is Chelsea. Um, I am a wife. I'm also a mother to one little boy who is five years old. Um, he's a, I always say he's a 45-year-old man stuck in a five-year-old body. So <laughs> you'll never know what off the wall things he's going to say. I swear he's been on this earth before. Um, so I'm obsessed with him. And then I do... You know, I run a podcast called Weird Mom, which was born out of, like, at the beginning of the pandemic last year. I was like, you know, we had to be at home um, a lot. And I was like, if I don't find something to do, I'm going to go crazy. So I had wanted to start a podcast for a couple of years, but I never took the plunge. So I felt like that was the time to take the plunge since I had extra time on my hands. So I started Weird Mom and I started, or I wanted it to be about parenting because even before I was a parent, I was obsessed with motherhood and becoming a mom and how that all works. And so I wanted to talk with other people about their experiences because no experience is the same. There might be similarities, but there's none that are just completely the same. So that's how Weird Mom came to be Um, outside of that. I work full-time as a college academic advisor, and another hobby that I have is that I roller skate, so that's a little bit about me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I have it, and oh no, I'm telling a tale, because one of the things um, we did, I have a close-knit family, large family, and we're very close. Um, obviously during the pandemic, we had our pods, right. And, Mm -hmm. um, my sister actually was the one who decided let's do, I think the skating rink was doing some special or something, obviously, because pod is it's the pandemic 
they're not really getting business, whatever. So whatever deal right. she had, we got, and it was us. It was just us. Um, and nice. we were able to, yeah. So we had a great time. I think we followed up and then did it again for somebody's birthday. Um, but I hadn't done that like since I was a kid, but um, a great exercise, but also mm-hmm. <laughs> I am 41. So, you know, it was like, okay, I'm wiped out after <laughs> it it is unexpectedly exhausting (laughs) (laughs) but great it it was a great exercise a great time with the family so um that's interesting I haven't heard that in a while Um, (laughs) but you posted on um your IG page a quote um and it reads it is important to be honest about parenthood not telling people isn't protecting them it's doing them a massive disservice I mm-hmm. myself, I, I mean, I love that quote because I've been saying that for a while and I say it because I feel it's not just about parenthood. I know this discussion is really about parenthood, but it's, it's just marriage, life in general. I think too many times people, our parents, our aunts, uncles, siblings, or what have you, no one wants to really tell you the real deal because they're afraid that you're going to run away from it. Um, but I think for me, like I say, I'd rather people just tell me the truth. This is how it is. This is how it's going to be. Um, so you know what to expect. But like you said, everybody's journey is different. So talk to me a little bit about why you posted that quote. Yeah, so I think um, I had a guest on for one of my episodes who actually said that. And that stuck out to me from that episode because like you, I wholeheartedly agree with that quote outside of parenting, just anything really. Like everybody, I feel like when it comes to these major roles of of parent, of wife, of, you know, graduating college, graduating high school, anything like that. Like there's always the same recycled information that you hear all the time. Like when we're talking about parenting and being a mom, it's like, should you breastfeed or bottle feed? Should you um, should you co-sleep or should you sleep train or whatever, you know? It's the same debates, you see it all the time in the Facebook mom groups and, and things like that. I really, I mean, the, not to say that that information is not important because it is, but let's, I'm always a fan of like, let's delve a little deeper. And, you know, let's talk about kind of like micro level things that happen when you become a mom. And, and so that's why that stuck out to me. Because not only does it do people disservice and, and people may feel like, okay, if I tell them how it really is, they'll be afraid and I don't want to do that. But also like, I think people don't take the time to really articulate and think about you know, how it really is to be a mom. And so when they don't take the time to do that, then how are they able to tell other people how it really is? And and likewise, I'm, maybe I'm getting too deep in it, but, um, you know, for those people that don't want to tell other moms how being a mother really is, maybe they are maybe they, the things that they've gone through, they think, oh, that's just part of being a mom. That's just, you know, what I have to accept. And there's no other way. Like, that's just how it's going to be. And so it doesn't matter if I tell this other person or not, because they're going to go through it too. And it's just a part of being a mom and that's it. But if that's the case, even still, 
I think it's best to still tell people because that gives them a better idea of what they're getting themselves into. Exactly. I, I distinctly remember um, after having my first child, um, my husband had to leave and I cried and cried and <laughs> cried. And I don't even, and didn't even realize what I was going through that postpartum depression for just a small period of time. Um, and I know many, many women deal with that. Um, uh, but no one had talked to me about that. And I was like, what is happening to me? <laughs> what is going on? And it wasn't until like I had an aunt that called me um, because I think my mom reached out to her um, and she talked to me and said, you know, I went through some of the same thing that you're going through. It's okay. And we talked about it, but we had not had that discussion prior to it happening to me. Mm. So, um, and I'm like, well, I didn't, anyone say anything about this, <laughs> you know, but, and there's so many different experiences I can talk about that I didn't, I thought that, oh goodness, let me keep this to myself because maybe I'm the only one that's going through this or what's happening. Um, mm. but when you say something, you realize you're not the only one that's going through it. And I think because again, um, I don't know about your parents, but I know my, just the era I think that they lived in is more, you know, they tried to shield us from a lot. Um, and so you had to learn things on your own. And so a part of the reason why I created this podcast, and I think you created your podcast, is to tell the real story so mm -hmm. that people are informed of when things like that happens and that is okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, even when we're talking about postpartum depression, right? Like, I, you know, at the time when I had my son, I thought I was okay. Like I was crying and stuff, but I thought that was just, you know, hormones. There would be times where I just looked at him and I just started crying. And I, I, I would think like, why am I even crying? I'm not even sad. I'm just, just mm -hmm. overwhelmed. But, but, you know, whenever they talk about postpartum depression, they always paint it in the most extreme light. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, I didn't want to put my baby in an oven. And that's how I always heard it referred to, mm -hmm. like the most extreme things. But really, it doesn't have to be that extreme. You can literally just not be okay, and it's still postpartum depression. And if exactly. you ask me, in my opinion, like I think postpartum depression is something that happens the majority of the time. And I think people that don't go through it, they're they're the exception to the rule because there's just no way you can just push out a human being from your body and be just totally okay after that <laughs> right like how <laughs> that that's a great point I, I think that is true because you you know you think about postpartum depression and what people talked about is exactly what you said that um you know it's to this to the extreme which some unfortunately parents or mothers deal with um harming yeah. themselves or harming the baby that's not what I had I mean I didn't experience that but it was the crying it was the feeling like oh my god what is happening I'm <laughs> feeling overwhelmed <laughs> so um I definitely thank you for bringing that up because it, it's I think it's important for people to realize there's different types of it um so yeah yeah so some of the things um that I've seen and I've heard you talk about I think um, 
it's important that you talk about that you got married younger, right? Yes, 18. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel like that's made a difference in how you um, parent? Because obviously you started um, young, right? You started um, marriage young. You started this whole uh, adult life uh, at a younger age. Has that impacted the way you do things now? Oh, I mean, so... Yes, I did get married at 18, like less than a month after I turned 18. And the and I was in college. Me and my husband were both in college at the same time because we're only about a year and a half apart. So um, the goal was always let's focus on getting through college and establishing ourselves before we bring another person into this mix. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And um, as soon as we graduated college, I was like, and I, and I got a job right out of college, which was a blessing because mm-hmm. how often does that happen? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's something and, else people don't talk about. It's not <laughs> always as easy to just, I finished college and boom, I had boom. a perfect job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, yeah. That's a whole nother story. But so, yeah, I got, like, I got a job right out of college. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is our time. We've established ourselves as, uh, as a couple. We've worked through, you know, all the first years of um you know the problems that you can have as a new married couple and things Mm -hmm. like that so I I think we were at a place where we could bring somebody else in the mix and we did and I think that was good for us because we were already pretty solid as um you know as a couple Mm -hmm. and so it honestly feels like we're teammates tackling this parenthood thing not to say that it's been easy because it's still been an adjustment for sure, but um, it really did help to have a partner that I could rely on um, to do this parenthood journey with. Yeah, no, that's that's good. And so the obviously the topic of today is defining motherhood on your own terms. What does that mean to you exactly? I think it's... Um, I think it goes back to the quote, like not telling people about motherhood is doing a massive disservice, right? So Mm -hmm. when you do motherhood on your own terms and define it yourself, part of that comes with, you know, recognizing you're going to get a lot of advice thrown at you, both warranted, both unwarranted, also wanted and unwanted. (laughs) And, um, it's up to you to figure out what works for you because in any given situation, any kind of advice you get could be good. And and that same piece of advice could also be bad. It just depends. And I always say like, you know you better than you know yourself. And I I think I'm not gonna speak for all moms, but I think it's safe to say that a lot of moms know their child and have a connection with their child more than anybody else like you know your kid more than anyone else you know it would work for them so I think defining motherhood would be taking the things that you think work for you and also and that comes in you got to do a little bit of research as well on what you would want to do so like before being a mom I read absolutely 
zero parenting books because I just knew it would be like for every parenting book there's one that contradicts it so it's like (laughs) which one do I go by so a lot of my parenting has been just kind of like getting to know my child being really hyper aware of how he is and just going from there working around that like for instance I know my child is very emotional and I know that's pretty much any kid like toddler but he's he goes from zero to 100 real quick and so (laughs) through that I had to learn and I had to learn how to diffuse those situations and help him control his emotions because you can't just be like emotional like go off the handle and start like hating people like that's not good and so I just want to make sure like I hear him out and why he's feeling that way but also like let him know you know it's okay to feel like that but it's not okay to take it out on other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know that's kind of like a specific thing example, but yeah, just getting to know your kid and realizing what works for you. And that's how you can build your own, or that's how you can define your own motherhood. I feel like I'm getting into parenting styles too, but no, I but, and, and, but I want you to talk more about that. So we're, I'm okay with that <laughs> um, for you to kind of talk more about like some of the things that you've learned and you start to do with that. Maybe you was maybe different from what you experienced as a child or, you know, or um, family members have experienced. So just some of the things, um, if you can just talk more about how you have defined your motherhood thus far yeah um I think for me it was realizing like for me and motherhood I think it was realizing and this wasn't an overnight thing that I realized it was over time but realizing that you are not going to be okay all the time and and that's okay like I think society paints mothers as super women mm-hmm. and and in the case, sure, yes, but at the same time, recognize that like there's also weaknesses in that too, because you're taking on all these things and you feel like you have to, and you feel like that's what you're supposed to do as a mom. And then like, you, when are you taking time to take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. And I think that's been like a really important thing for me because I I recognize like when I'm not doing okay, then especially now that he's older he picks up on that and it almost like like snaps me out of it I'm like okay I need to do something different because this isn't going to work for any of us if Mm -hmm. I'm not doing okay Mm -hmm. so I think it's recognizing like okay and I'm a working mom too so I work full-time it's also recognizing like I do work full time, so I'm not going to have time to do every single thing that I feel like I need to do as a mom or feel like I should do as a mom. All the things that I see on social media, like people making like these luxurious lunches for their kids or they take a Saturday to just do all kinds of like painting activities like by the end of the week I'm tired I don't have I don't always want to do that and that's okay but the point is like recognizing you got to balance that you know you can't always be like okay I'm just gonna (laughs) I'm just gonna lay down and I'm not gonna do anything with the kid but you have to also do stuff with them does that make sense no 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 (laughs) it makes total sense I'm laughing and and nodding my head you you can't see but I think it makes total (laughs) sense because 
I am like that all the time. I want to, and I, I told my husband, I'm trying to be the, the perfect mom. And there's no such thing as a perfect mom. Just, no. just so we're clear. <laughs> there's, yeah. I'm trying, I, my, I have good intentions. Like I tried, I have all these things that I want to do with the kids. Like if I want to, like you said, oh, bake this cake or do all this. But you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, oh my goodness, you have to let them help you mix the batter and mix this and then it's going to be all over the place and Uh, trying to explain them to this and and after you think about that you're like uh no I don't want right just the thought of it is exhausting the mess you have to clean up and I know it would be fun but what what I and just for example and it's a small example but my sister um gave me all these different bows. Um, she has, well, they're older now, kids, two girls. Mm-hmm. But um, so she was like, you want some bows and stuff for like Christmas and stuff? I was like, yeah, sure. So it's like all the holidays because she had all the bows for all the holidays and whatever. So it's in this big bag. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to, I need to separate this stuff. I need to do this. And I'm like, I can't. And so I had um, my mother-in-law's long story short, usually takes care of the kids, but she can't um she hurt her knee anyway so I have um a family friend that came over she's young she's a college student and she is now coming over to help out while I'm working and I say you know what they can do this as a project and guess what not with me with Sophia who is a pro- so I say you know what Sophia make this as a color project have them separate them into colors into into um different holidays or seasons and so guess what I didn't have to do it but it was a great project for them to do and so two things they had fun doing their project and I didn't have to um separate bows and spend an hour or so do that it was done when I was finished so no I totally get that I I, I'm on board with that Wow, what a good idea. Yeah, I bet that was <laughs> like killing two birds with one stone. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So like like you were saying, I think um, there's so, it's so much pressure for women to be super women, right? And mm-hmm. like I said, we are because we do so many things, but right. it's okay for us to take time for ourselves or it's also just ask for help. Because yes, um, <laughs> we may not have seen that growing up. Like I tell people all the time, I thought, and I still think my mom is superwoman. She does a lot. She's Brazilian. She does, you know, she did it all, right? She worked mm-hmm. full time. She took care of us. She brought us everywhere we need to go for activities and stuff. And I always ask her and like family, um, close friends, their moms, how did you guys do it all? Because I'm like, I'm going to pull my hair out (laughs) one money wise because all the activities kids are in and then two time wise you know how did you do it all and then didn't complain because I never saw my mom complain Um, yeah maybe she did behind closed doors I don't know but like (laughs) I never saw her complain and then when I asked this question to my best friend's mom to my mom aunts they say we just got it done and so I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so that's why I thought this, this topic was important because, because like you said, you talk about just the day, the realness of motherhood. And so um, I think it's important for us to kind of continue that conversation to let women know that it is okay. 
whatever is mm-hmm. happening, it's probably you're not the first. You're not going to be the last. But it's yeah. it's it's always best to have like a kind of a support group around. So it, do you have a support mm-hmm. group? Um, it, like you say, you work full time and you're you're a wife, you're a mother. Do you have a support group? Yes, I have a really amazing support group between my husband's family, my family. I also have a um, like a group of mom friends that we just kind of formed <laughs> like a year ago. Um, so thankful for that. Just so many different supports. Like I couldn't ask for better support and I didn't recognize I needed it because you know like you like I saw my mom do it all and I didn't see her complain and it's like she had support but I don't think she had as much as I did and I'm just Mm -hmm. thankful for that but then like I wanted to touch on what you said too like maybe they complained behind closed doors but that's what we need to hear we need to hear Mm -hmm. okay when those days are tough, because I know they did, they just had to, I, they're tough now. I only have one. Like when those days got tough, what did you do? Like, how, what was your outlet? You know what I mean? Those are the conversations that I want to have. Mm-hmm. No, that's, and that's a great point. And maybe we should have those conversations and, um, and we can, uh, we, I'm starting to have those conversations with my mother as mm-hmm. I go through different things and she explains to me and I'm actually starting to recognize some similarities which is kind of crazy um of things I remember her doing and that now I'm doing but as she sees me go through life as a mother as a wife and she sees the experiences I'm going through she had some of the same experiences and so now we're starting to talk about them um yeah. and so but, you know, back then I didn't know, right? Back yeah. then <laughs> I was like, oh, she's superwoman. She, or, you know, you don't think about, <laughs> look, as a child, you know, you don't think about, but as a, as a mother, as, as a woman, just as you get older, you see um, and you realize the importance of your mom and your parents and all that they did and see how, goodness gracious, how did they do it all, right? Right. Like as a mom and looking at my mom, I'm like, I'm a human and every day I just try my best and I still don't know what I'm doing and that's probably how she felt every single day when I was growing up so I'm glad you have a support group because I I think that's important what are do you guys talk about some of the day-to-day things with being a mom and um and do you give each other some advice and how does that work the support group so with my mom friends we definitely talk about that like we'll shoot each other messages and be like hey is this normal or like do y'all feel like this too and we just kind of chime in when we can but uh so I have that support there uh sometimes I do talk to my mom about motherhood too because I just like I don't know I like to compare my upbringing to how I'm bringing up my son not in a way to say like oh okay I'm gonna do things different just to like be better but just you know it's just interesting to me just to see the similarities and differences and why there are differences <laughs> but um yeah I think and it just made me think about just just a recent conversation with my sister as she was just discussing raising her two girls um like some of the things that's important to them and I'm thinking yeah that's great for them but then 
you never think about that, but I know some of the things that I know that's important to me is probably different than what's important to her. And so Mm -hmm. the next mother, and I think that's a part of defining motherhood on your own terms. Like some things, obviously we were raised by the same parents, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, she took, she's parenting her kids different than I'm parenting um, mine. Obviously we have a lot of similarities because we were raised by the same parents, but some things that are important to her are not important to me and vice versa. And, and that's okay. And so we have sometimes have those conversations when we say, she's like, well, you know, these, these things are important to me. And I say, well, these things are important to me. So I think um, it's okay. And it's, and we don't have to live in this cookie cutter world um, and do um, those things. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because I do have two younger siblings. So whenever they become parents, I'm curious of how that's going to go as well, since we all came from the same mom. <laughs> well, look, if you're the oldest, it's going to be funny because I'm I'm not. I have an older sister, brother, and then a younger brother. So I'm kind of like in the mm. middle, I guess. But my sister is, I always tell people, she wants to be my second mom. She is my second mom. So it would be curious. I would be curious to hear back from you when your siblings do have kids, because um, obviously as my sister had kids before I did. And so she, um, there's some things you're like, well, I'm not trying to tell you this is what to do or this, but this is what I did. So uh, no, obviously she has a lot of great advice and I do lean to her for, um, a lot of things so uh so it'll be I'll be curious to hear back from you like how you your relationship with your siblings when they have kids and how it's changed it's gonna be interesting (laughs) so do you um just a few more questions do you have any actual tools or resources you use kind of help balance motherhood for you because like you said you are you're working and you have your husband and the kid, are there any things that you use like time management tools or just, just things overall that you use that can help out some of the listeners? Uh, I don't have any like concrete tools. I'm going to be honest. A lot of it's been trial and error. Mm -hmm. I know. And with being a mom, I've gotten to know myself way more. I feel like before I had my child, I had like almost an identity crisis, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially after graduating college, because for so long, that was just my goal. Graduate college, graduate college. So once that happened, I was like, okay, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what is my identity now since I'm not the education person anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, not, not to say I'm not education anymore because I mean, I work at a college now, so I'm surrounded by it. But, you know, like I reached that goal and it's like, okay, well, who am I now? Mm-hmm. So after having way, I got to know myself a little bit more and what works for me. And honestly, like, I, you know, a lot of people don't like it, but like exercise has been a really good thing for me um, because it helps me clear my mind. It helps me feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does take time out of your day, but when you look at your day as a whole, it's really just a small fraction of time. So even if it's just taking a walk outside, that helps me and kind of recalibrates myself. Sometimes I do meditation, but it's not an all the time thing. Just when I feel like 
I'm overthinking and I just have a lot of thoughts swirling in my head. I just kind of take a step back and do like five or 10 minutes of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like having outlets like this, like the podcast, that's been a really good thing for me to develop over this past couple, well, almost two years. It'll be two years next year, but yeah, that's right. been a good thing for me. And then, and then uh, something else born out of the pandemic was the roller skating thing. Like that's really like my zone out period. Like I just put on music and I just move around and it's great. <laughs> but yeah, I think just overall, even though I don't have, you know, like I said, I don't have concrete resources, but really take some time to get to know yourself, trial and error it. I also, you know, found out like, even though I'm not a big breakfast person, it probably will do me some good to eat breakfast because the days I do eat breakfast, I, I'm a, like in a better mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just small things like that. And so, yeah. That's a good one. No, I, I, I understand that. My mom would tell me, she says that she sees a difference when I exercise. So <laughs> I mm-hmm. understand that. But that also breakfast, not a huge breakfast person, but if I'll if I just make a smoothie in the morning, right. yeah. it, it does. It, and it, it helps me actually for the rest of the day. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll second that. All right, Chelsea. Well, it has been a pleasure. Anything else you would like to leave our listeners with before we go? And, and also tell us where you can, where we can find you, Instagram, Facebook, where can we find you? Okay. Um, I would just say to listeners out there, um, just it's your motherhood. Don't let anybody tell you how you should and shouldn't do it. It's your life. It's your kids, especially if you have multiple. What I've heard is that, and you can probably attest to this, each child is different. You cannot parent each child the same. Um, So just try your best. That's all you can do. And when you can, because you can't do everything. I'm a big fan of commissioning out things to other people like people you trust obviously so like uh there are times like I remember one time I was very sick um and so my cousin and my sister took way to the zoo and it was a fun day for him yeah I wasn't there partaking but he had a good time and that's all that matters so just you know commission out things to other people when you can't don't don't be don't feel bad for doing that because at the end of the day that's also, you know, your child is their own individual person. So they're making their own memories and relationships with those people. So yeah, it's okay. Um, As far as me and my podcast, you can find me, well, you can find Word Mom on pretty much any major podcast listening platform. So like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, um, things like that. And then also I, and we have an Instagram. Well, I have Instagram. It's just me. <laughs> uh, Weird Mom Pod at Weird Mom Pod on Instagram. And I do have a Facebook page, um, but it's more for informational things about episodes coming out. I really do a lot more engaging on Instagram. So awesome. check me out over there. Will do. Well, thank you, Chelsea. It has been a pleasure and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Until next time. Thanks for joining us this week on Mommy Surviving and Thriving. Stay connected by liking, following, and subscribing. We're accepting topic requests and questions by email. Info at mstpodcast.com. Call you balance it all. 
Remember, there's only one of you. Stay positive and give yourself grace. We're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. See you next week.